Hey guys, on this episode of EdTech, we're going to be covering HDMI 2.1, the AptoVision Alliance, and we're going to be putting modular amps where? Find out more on EdTech. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is EdTech episode 49. You want to put that amp where? Recorded on January 12th, 2017. This episode of EdTech is brought to you by our fine underwriters like FSR. This is EdTech. Welcome to this month's episode of EdTech. I'm your host, Bill O'Donnell. I'm joined today by Ernie Bailey. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Bailey. And as well, our, uh, our illustrious fellow, Mr. Mike Tomei. How are you, sir? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. So, um, if anything, we are uh, kind of getting back from uh, winter break. Everyone's kind of uh, been working on projects uh, in, in between in between the semesters and everything, and it's uh, been kind of fun and uh, fun if you enjoy uh, pulling cabling while no one's while no one's around. Which, uh, if things go wrong, once again, no one's around. So um, th- there's all that kind of fun stuff. But uh, we have a couple of articles, and then uh, we'll probably talk about some of the projects that have been going on uh, during the break and everything. So the first uh, article I'm going to go over, uh, it's actually from, uh, let's see here, it's uh, off of AV Network. And specifically, it's them talking about how the HDMI forum uh, have actually announced the uh, 2.1 uh, specification. Now, um, if you go through the article, it's them defining that there's a uh, new 48, uh, 48G cable. Um, there's also going to be allowing them to run 4K and 8K. And, um, you know, it's them kind of setting the specifications for, um, you know, the going, going forward with uh, uh, high dam- HDR and 8K and things like that. But if you really read into it, um, it kind of seems to me like they said, hey, look, we finally found a cable that can do 4K without any issues. Um, Mike, what do you have to uh, say about this one? Yeah. Um, so it looks like the big changes for them, um, you know, like you mentioned, the resolutions, they're, they're um, saying that uh, this version 2.1 um, can include resolution up to 8K60. Um, so Thank God I don't have any uh, clients requesting uh, 8K60 in their uh, in their rooms right now. Um, we haven't uh, crossed that bridge yet, um, but uh, but yeah, it looks like um, you know they're they're really trying to to push ahead here with HDMI because um, you know there's always talk of other connectors um, kind of making their way in USB-C or. Um, yeah, you ha- you have like um, you have this interesting mix in which there's um, you know me who used to came from the DoD world will look at things and say oh how big's the data rate yeah just go fiber but then again um, when it comes to uh, government work and when it comes to uh, military and federal yeah of course they're going to go fiber because for them it also has a built-in security with it and so they can just go and say yeah we'll buy x amount of fiber um, you know when it comes to say uh, an auditorium. Um, yeah, you can probably get away with fiber, but when it comes to uh, a smaller classroom, yeah, you're still going to be you're still going to be doing things with, uh, say, HD base T, or you're still going to be doing stuff, um, you know, uh, through HDMI and things like that. So, you know, you 
you're right. You're right. You hit the nail on the head. Uh, USB-C is a, that's, that's turning into a wonderful uh, breakout, uh, breakout world. Um, mostly uh, if, if you've, if you've not dealt with it um, just recently, Apple had the new laptops that have just the one USB type C connector mm-hmm. and our entire video production department looked at that and went, cool. Hey, where's the docs? And our IT department went, what docs? And so, yeah, yeah. It's all, oh yeah, it's it's wonderful. Thank 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 goodness, there's at least a Wi-Fi um, adapter. Uh, sorry, there's a Wi-Fi module built into the thing. But otherwise, they all looked and said, "Cool, we're we're now doing a mass buying of of the the docks and everything." And it's it's once again, it's it's great. The USB Type C has a wonderfully high data rate, but at the same time, it's one cable. So. Yeah. Yeah, carry your pile of, of adapters and dongles and things like that. So, I yeah. think that's how I think that's how Apple's going to start making their money now. From from that's now, that's how they've always done it. Yeah, <laughs> thirty bucks a pop, whatever it is. Yeah, it's yeah three three identical looking uh, Mac uh, laptops, notebooks, and they've all got different connectors on them. Yeah, and none of them are HDMI or uh, uh, anything the- you've got in your collection. Yeah, they'll look and they go, oh, well, it's Thunderbolt. And you look and you go, well, it's me, DisplayPort. And then you plug it in and it's all of a sudden, sometimes, like, it depends. Sometimes it's worked. Other times they go, yeah. no, it's, this, this is how it goes. And you're like, I, can't we pick out an actual standardization here? Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's, uh, it's wonderful. Uh, Ernie, what do, you, uh, what do you say about, all, uh, about this uh, wonderful HDMI 2.1 uh, goodness? Well, uh, you know, it's good that, like you said, we have a cable that will uh, be able to carry the signals. We're, still, we're just putting in an infrastructure for 4K. We're not putting in 4K devices at this time. We're not seeing any, any source material uh, that we need on our campus that's 4K. So why do I need to push it? But you and, know, and it's that, good to see it before we need it. Yeah, it's one of those things. I can. I'm totally in the same camp with you on that one. Infrastructure-wise, um, all our our video switchers. Um, Infrastructure-wise, we're set for 4K. Yeah. But to date, I think the only department and. I, I have a love-hate relationship with them in which they love our equipment. I hate giving, having to install the equipment um, is our art department. Um, and that's mostly just because for them, it's, well, we need to have this high, re- high, high resolution. And then all of a sudden it turns into, well, we need to have high contrast. And I go, well, wait a minute, guys. Which like, one? Which yeah. one? Well, can't we recalibrate this? And I go, no. We we tend to kind of keep things like factory default. Not saying that factory default is is you know the utmost best, but if we have to swap it out, it's it's an easy you know these days if we have a projector go down in a classroom, it's not even a five minute swap out. Um, right. So in terms of 4K. Um, I'm happy to see that we have uh, a piece of copper that's, that allegedly, because once again, yeah. these are all specifications. I haven't seen the physical cable yet, but I, I like the idea that we'll actually have a, a piece of copper that will actually be able to handle this. Now, yeah. um, whether or not that cable is going to look like a garden hose. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, the cable's uh, bigger than the connector. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause, because uh, here's the thing. Um, 
when Crestron originally first uh, came out with their HD based T stuff, and it was you know it was, it was the DM cable, and they're like, oh, it's all in one cable, right? There was the D cable, there was the M cable, and then there was the the you know reused Crestnet cable, and you know I totally understand where they were coming from because they literally just got the chipset and they're like, all right, we have to go and make this work. I'm not knocking them for it so much as if you tried to pull that cable. Um, if I felt vindictive on the job site and everything, I could have pulled an extra length of the cable, snipped it, and used that as like a as a as a uh, construction grade uh, cat of nine tails. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a, it was a monstrous cable. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm kind of curious to, to see how big um, this cable is going to be for the uh, HDMI 2.1 specifications, and then the other part of it is. Um, kind of seeing where HD base T is going to go with their stuff in order to meet these things. Yeah. Because, um, you know, HD base T is going to go and say, oh, no, we can carry that much data. Okay. And, you know, then it's going to turn into, once again, this is going to be my question of, okay, who's uh, um, who's going to start implementing uh, things like the CAT7 uh, specifications? And, yes, there is CAT. I've, I've seen CAT7A, and it's, and and I, I pray I never have to terminate that cable because it's just, it's a it's an individually shielded it's it's a it's a shielded cable of of yeah i don't even want to go that far yeah. um it's and a lot of this stems from like kind of consumer use too where um everything is a, a six foot hdmi cable between a cable box and a tv and a, a blu-ray player and tv and it's all right there when you start to dive into our world where we have to get signals hundreds of feet away from a source up to a projector booth or something then um it's a whole nother animal right yeah so, it's yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that just uh, kind of going forward. Um, it's why when we're pulling cable um, at it with our with our jobs, um, normally we end up pulling a. Uh, obviously, we use a cat. We've been using a cat six A shielded, um, but we'll pull two additional ones uh, only because. Um, and some some folks might know this one. Uh, there was the Extron six hundred eight D which was, you know, their, their first foray into, you know, extending out digital and everything. And it used uh, two uh, shielded uh, CAD cables yep. uh, in order to do everything. Now, um, that's all I'll say about the 608D. Um, <laughs> but on the plus side, uh, when we had to go back to those rooms and update them to, uh, you know, full HD-based T or full uh, DTP, as it would be with some of the uh, updated boxes, really all we did was just end up swapping out, uh, swapping the boxes and swapping the switcher, which made life easier. So it's it's one of those things, once again, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see just how big of a cable we're, we're getting here, but it's mm-hmm. good to see that they're, they're uh, being progressive uh, in that uh, realm. Um, so moving on to that, uh, the next article is it's from AV Network, but um, it's an interesting one in which it's talking about uh, in previous episodes, uh, we talked about how there's uh, the Blue River chips and how some companies like, say, um, uh, Aurora Multimedia have started implementing it in which it's the uh, uh, it's uh, AV over IP. Well, it's now actually gotten a uh, uh, an actual standardization, or it's actually you know moving forward and it's become now uh, standardized. Let's see, it's uh, standard. Uh, let's see here. It's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. It is uh, the Software Defined Video Over Ethernet Alliance. <laughs> yes. Yeah, S V D O E, but. 
uh, it's interesting to see where this is going because, um, you know, originally you would hear things like, oh, it's voice over internet or it's uh, uh, voice over voice over IP uh, or it's, it's, it's one of those things where originally we saw this with the telephones and now it's kind of hard to go to a campus or go really just about anywhere that has a landline that hasn't gone over to voice over IP. So um, it's one of those things I see it as, uh, you know, they're hyping it and they, they're saying they're, they're going to debut this at ISE in 2017 and they have manufacturers that they've made an alliance with. They're going to show all this off um, at the show. I'm interested to see this because if they're actually setting up a standardization for this, um, it could actually see, we could actually see, uh, you know, another competitor or another flavor really, because right now we have HD base T. I think it'd be interesting to see in which it's, you know, all of a sudden it really is going to start being, all right, well, you know, um, we have our network switch in the room. Oh, so where's your video switch? Well, that's it. So uh, I'm actually- We're there with our audio systems now. As I say, oh, in terms of, oh, you're right. In terms of uh, Dante and Dante, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I, I think it's, it's really cool to see a turning point in that one because um, just recently our broadcast folks were very much, you know, they need to have copper to copper connections and they're very big about that. Um, even our broadcast folks have started looking and saying, yeah, no, we, we like Dante. And I kind of looked and I went, really? You, you know, it's one of those, like, you guys are actually getting into mix. Yeah, yeah, no, we actually like it, too. We can have a network drop in the back of the room, and we can just plug that over and, and cross it over and go straight into the mixer. So it'll be interesting to see how this uh, is, is going to go. Ernie, what, do you, uh, what are your feelings on this one? Well, you know, I want to see who is in the alliance. <laughs> you know, uh, is it the network guys? Is it Cisco, Brocade, those guys? Or is it Crestron, Extron? I have the list here, actually. Oh, is there a list now? Yeah, on their site, actually, there's a FAQ. I had to dig around a little bit to see who was in it because I thought the same thing. Oh, there we uh, go. Okay. But uh, actually, yeah, so it's Optovision. Uh, uh, Sony, Aqua, Netgear. Aquanita. Yeah. yeah uh, Christie yeah. Digital, Netgear, Sony, and ZV. So it's all people that really have a lot of interest in, uh, in AV over IT. Um, the people that don't want their uh, matrix switchers to go away like Crestron and Extron are not in the alliance. So, well, uh, but neither are the, uh, like I said, the network switch people. And until yeah. we see them in there, and, you know, it's a, it is a standard on our network switches. Yeah, because you know, right now, unless it's a firmware upgrade, I've got 700 network switches and, you know, a couple hundred routers. Yep. Uh, and if they're talking about, you know, me using the same network to send AV, send uh, our signals as the rest of the network, and they're talking about sending what was uncompressed, uh, no latency, 8K. Okay. What, what are the network engineers actually <laughs> say to me when I, when I say I need to stream out of every, every auditorium and every classroom? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> So here's the thing, um, <clears throat> at least on uh, the uh, Avenue Alliance, um, I don't, as I say, I'm not sure if Cisco got involved with it, but I know Extreme Networks uh, got um, got certified in it. And, you know, Ernie's kind of hit the nail on the head with this one in that it, once you see Cisco getting into it, and to a lesser degree, I would say like maybe Juniper Networks or something, but I mean, you know, we're, I'm not going to lie, when it comes to 
uh, networking and your switches. Um, yeah, Cisco is the 800 pound gorilla in the room. So until they actually kind of look in and say, yeah, all right, we can, we can work that into our, 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 our systems or anything, or we can work that into our switches. It is a, a bit of a, Oh, that's really cool. Um, and you know, it, it's, it turns into, well, when you bring this up to your, your network engineers or your, your switch configurators, they're going to look and say, okay, which ports, uh, how much bandwidth and this and that. And if you can kind of say, well, well, it, it works with this switch. They're going to look and say, yeah, listen, we have a contract with um, this provider. We buy these switches. You speak my language. You're on my network. And it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's not a bad thing, but at the same time, it's one of those, you have to learn to play nice in the sandbox. You can't just always say, well, we bought it and this has to work. No, it's, no. It, if they say, Hey, your stuff is a security uh, issue and it didn't play right. And there was a way to exploit, exploit, you know, you know, God, as I say, God help me on this, saying this one. Uh, if there was a way to exploit, exploit, uh, Extron's, um, you know, Dante, uh, Mike, uh, XLR patch pan, uh, you know, little, uh, one gang plate, um, yeah, I could guarantee our network folks would go and say that's gone until you can uh, do a firmware update. So it's it, yeah, it's I, I get I get where you're coming from with this one, uh, Mike. What do you uh, uh, as I say? What do you have to say? Well, the article was an interesting read, that's for sure. But the more I started reading through it, the more I started thinking like Ernie, where I immediately thought, okay, who's in this alliance here? Because the, the um, it's written like a press release that is written by people that are creating these chips and for uh, AV over IT. Um, you know, when they start talking about um, how we can get rid of those pesky, expensive uh, matrix switchers <laughs> that are in every room and things like that, it's like, uh, okay, the, what slant is this uh, taking here? Um, Someone so. tells me like the, the there there's a there's an individual that um, would not surprise me if I if you click a few uh, a few um, uh, if you want a, a couple of pages further yeah uh, that might be uh, Justin Kennington which is very uh -huh. smart very smart individual um, but um, at the same time Justin did come from Crestron and he went over to uh, uh, AptoVision and everything right. And yeah, of course, there's, you know, their stuff is, hey, why don't you need a switcher? Well, your switch is your network switch, and which, you know, I won't let, once again, Aurora Multimedia has gone, gone running hog wild with it, in which they have their, uh, theirs is, uh, if I believe correctly, is IP based T. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, it's, it's fine. Uh, as right. I said, I've, I've seen it. It is, this stuff works. It's good. Um, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things of like everyone's going HD based T. Um, once again, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. It's one of those things where I'm kind of looking and watching in the same regard that everyone kind of saw how uh, SVSI did their uh, did their work. Yep. It's, it's, oh, check it out. It's total lost latency. And, you know, oh, it's everything's by the switcher. And I'm kind of looking and going, all right, let's see how big this can go before, before the engineers go and say it was never meant to do this. Right. So I'm – I'm I'm waiting to see what the uh, what the limit is because if you have say off the top of my head uh, you have a command and control center and you try to sell this to them um, yeah you better work, you better hope that the uh, that the 128 uh, port switch can handle all the network traffic as well as all the AV traffic because right. uh, otherwise you're going to have like you know the NYPD breathing down your neck in no time. Not that I've ever been in that command center. Not that I ever want to go back to that command center. Not that I. Not that that makes you a bad person. Anyway. Yeah. 
um so yeah it's just one of those just it's it's one of those things you look at and then it's 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 interesting to see it's is it good that, that stuff's being formed together of course um is it is it better to actually see who the backers are on it of course i mean right. like you know, just looking back for a second, you have um, you had like uh, um, when DisplayPort first came out. You know, obviously everyone kind of looked and said, you know, what's what's the big deal about this? Well, it was royalty free, and then you suddenly started looking at who the backers were, such as like uh, Intel and Lenovo and things like this. And you know, it's it's only turned into well, of course they're going to back this, and of course they're going to make this because they don't want to pay a licensing fee. Mm-hmm. So um, it'll. And- even the companies that aren't involved in it, like, for example, Crestron and Extron, you know this is really big on their radar, right? They're not just sitting oh, yeah. on their hands going, oh, you know, let's just uh, get blown out of the water by IP, uh, AV over IP. So it's big on their radar, but, um, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out and, um, it, with yeah. those companies too. Yeah, it, it'll be, as I say, I'll say this. The thing that wouldn't surprise me is, at least on the Crestron and Extron side, is if you started seeing, well, for Crestron, it'd be a card. For Extron, who are we kidding? It's a blade. They don't make, any, they don't make anything smaller than a blade yeah. for the card slots. Um, it, it would be interesting if they actually like suddenly said, oh, yeah, here, you can put a card slot in for that. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. Right. So, um, yeah, uh, last on the list, it was just one of those little things I can, I can actually vouch for this from my own, um, uh, from my own personal install, which will lead to a future thing here. Um, this is from commercial integrator and, uh, Crestron actually got into the modular amp business. Now, you know, is it, is it really like that shocking and everything? Not, not, not really. I mean, you know, you had like Extron who went and made their their Energy Star um, qualified amps, and they were the first to really bring that out and say, hey, you know, you can go green with this and everything. And next thing you know, you saw Crestron suddenly got into making into the amp business. Well, I take that back. They got into the amp business for the second time um, because uh, I remember the first amp they ever that at least I ever saw from them, and um, <clears throat> it was a 70 volt amp, and uh, it was it, you know it was a one rack unit piece. It was you know nice and compact, uh, except the only way that you could control it was via Crestnet, and I kind of looked and I went. Do you guys at least have like an attenuator knob or something? They're like, no, no, you just just do it via Crestnet. I'm like, wow, if the control system ever goes, you're really just like that's just a world of hurt. Of course, the counter to that is if your control system went down, you kind of have bigger issues going on than just you know the amp's not working. But yeah, but you you can tell people the system went down if your amp's still working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Touche, Ernie. Touche. Um, so it's it's one of these things. It's 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 getting into the more compact um, uh, amp realm and everything. I mean, you know, to a certain to a greater degree, Extron I think still is like the king of the mini amps and the fact that they have like uh, the the quarter rack unit. Uh, uh, I think like fifteen or twenty watt amp, and you know, which is great if you have just the single speaker, um, say in the room and everything, or the sound bar, uh, and you want to fry it. Not that I once again, not that I've done that. Um, eh, you know, uh, things happen in a pharmaceutical company and you look and you go, oops. Anyway, um, 
so it's it's one of those things where I'm looking at, and it's definitely uh, something I would say that they're trying to gear towards, um, you know, mixed mixed use rooms or or uh, larger classrooms in which you have, uh, you, you know, you can have one amp that's you know driving your program audio and another amp that can drive, uh, you know, your voice your voice lift system and everything, and uh, um. And if anything, it's just more of the fact that it's a, a compact space. Now, the thing that I'm kind of looking and wondering when they get to is, uh, and I know this is this is a wonderful thorn in their side, is um, them getting this this kind of amp small enough to where they can make, say, the two RU uh, equivalent of the DMPS, which you know they have the DMPS 200, they have the DMPS 300, and they're both you know, honking size units and everything. Yeah, they're big. I've, you know, I, as yeah. I say, the ones that, you know, if it falls on you, it, it won't kill you, but it'll definitely give you a, a concussion. <laughs> um, but, you know, Extron went and made the uh, 1608s, which, you know, I use them and they're, you know, we're, we've kind of pared down the amount of inputs we have. So to a certain degree, it is a bit of a boulder killing an ant. However, um, in a lot of spaces, we do need voice, uh, voice lift. Um, and because they were able to, Extron's able to add in a, uh, an amp as well, as well into the switcher and it's only two RUs. So for us, we're looking to go, yeah, no, one RU does make that big of a difference when we only have, uh, I don't know, 10 to work with. So, yeah. So it's one of those things I'm looking at it and saying, you know, it's good that they've got these modular amps down. I'm wondering when eventually they're going to get to the, you know, two RU um, uh, uh, rack size um, working that in. But that's just, you know, my own theory. I've been known to be wrong. Um, you know, well, I, I like that. I, I like that. I hadn't thought about it that way. But, yeah, if they can take that and incorporate it and make some of their uh, larger devices smaller, they're all-in-one units, you know, the DMPS-type devices. Uh, I think that would be a big plus. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, go ahead. You know, I'm thinking, you know, I'd I like having a constant, small constant voltage amp. But mm -hmm. this is basically taking the amp that I usually sit on top of a projector <laughs> just for me, and putting it in the rack, okay? That's, <laughs> that's what you're doing. If, I, if I've got voice lift and uh, media reinforcements, uh, sound i'm going for a bigger amp than this fair enough uh, uh, you know, but like like i said i really like your thought about taking that and reducing the size of the dmps units because yeah those are killers when you need to put putting a whole system inside a lectern when two-thirds of it is your av processor yeah, we, uh, in fact, I found out the hard way uh, on a, a separate job site. Uh, we had the uh, Mill Atlantic uh, credenza, the C5 racks. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, we had to make sure we had the deep well uh, versions in order to yep. make sure that it fit. Yeah. <laughs> Those DPSs are deep, that's for sure. Yeah, they're, they're, no. they're, they're, I think they take up like the same depth as as the as the DM uh, as the DM as yeah. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on top of that, I'm also happy in the fact that uh, they eventually got around to putting in a, a proper three uh, three series processor uh, in the DMPSs, uh, mostly because you know uh, it turns out that they used to use the uh, the processors from the QM RMCs, which were which back in the day were wonderful. I love those because yeah. it was just here you go, throw it in. Hey, I can now remote the room and everything. Um, throwing it onto that big honker of a unit, not not so much. Yeah. Yeah. 
but you know, once again, folks live, they learn, they, they grow from this. And like I said, I'm, I'm seeing the, those amps and I'm seeing the amps as a, as a means of, of Crestron kind of shrinking the, the profile of some of their stuff, which, you know, mm-hmm. would be nice because, yep. Yeah. You know, with us, rack space can, rack space is turning into a bit of a luxury, although I'm happy that we finally got rid of our VHS DVD combos. Yeah. Yeah. I got tired of searching on eBay for those. So that's two rack units there. You're freed up. Oh, two. Yeah, the, oh, the worst, to, two and a half or something. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, we would yeah. use three. Yeah. Yeah. You, you had to buy the metal like shelf that took up three to hold the. Two. Yeah, exactly. Because it was exactly two RUs tall. Right. And, and then now you have a clamp. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, the good thing too with, um, with rack space here with these new Crestron um, amps is that they incorporate the power supply into the amp. Um, so it's an IEC connector rather than an external uh power supply that you need to find a, a shelf for to stash it in there. So saving a little more room, but then the amps look uh, deeper than other amps. So it's just, you know, so either the power supply is in the amp or not, but either way you're taking up a little bit of room in there. So. Yeah. Now yeah. The, the, the other thing that um, I will say this Extron does this and I've seen it implemented in New York city and not exclusively there, but it's, it's, it's one of those things I look and I said, all right, I understand why you're doing it, but it's, it's, you're really tethering yourself is uh, some of the Extron amps have it to where you can actually wire a power whip directly into it. Right. Wire into for it directly into, yeah. For plenum ceilings and everything. And believe me, I get it in New York city. It's, it's, um, yeah, the, 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 the more just kind of set it and forget it, put it up there is great. But if that, uh-huh. if that amp uh, goes, um, man, I hope they have like a, like one of those uh, Surjax inline or, or power conditioners, um, you know, at the breaker box. Cause otherwise, Oh, there was a power, there was a power failure or a power spike. Hey, how come the sound doesn't work? Oh, we got to call a union electrician for this. Right. And in, New York, in New York city, that's, you know, there's the, you know, uh, don't get me wrong. Um, there, they do some jobs that I look and I go and say, I'm glad I don't do that work. But at the same time, man, that is not a, it is not a, they are not a, uh, that's not a cheap uh, um, repair call. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll look at this and, you know, it says no more rack shelves, terminating power connectors or external power supplies. Well, if I'm putting an amp in a rack, usually none of those things come to mind <laughs> because I'm buying one that already has that. You know, why? You know, I have never have understood why. You know, you have to buy rack shelves, things like that. You know, sure and listen had it down. Uh, you know, they're they're half RU width would always gain together. And they came with uh, a rack here and an extended rack here, so you could do it any way you wanted. Right. And, yeah. you know, why? It's not that hard. You know, how much does that little L bracket cost? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's some easy folded metal. And, yeah, I, I, yeah, I won't lie. Like, the, you know, Extron makes a boatload of them that have all their various screw caps. It's like you look and you're like, oh, how much is, uh, oh, how much is the deep well one? Uh, all of $20. Yeah. So it's, it, yeah, it's, it's one of those things of like, oh, you're saving this much. It's like, are, are you really? So, yeah. Um, that aside, uh, just a quick, uh, a quick little note and everything. Uh, Ernie, did you have uh, any surprising uh, uh, projects that uh, popped up during winter break, or was it a uh, fairly smooth sailing? We, it was well. Uh, I guess the surprising part was we did a classroom, and we just tried some new things in this room. You know, first of 
first time we put Dante in a small classroom, mm -hmm. and uh, we used uh, different. We used the uh, Sure MXW series mics mm -hmm. uh, for the first time. Once again, in a small classroom, you know, where you're putting you put an APT in the ceiling and leave it at that. And there were a little bit of hiccups with that, but the project finished a week ahead of time. That, nice. I think that was the amazing part. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can I can understand that. That's we, a, we're having classes in there. We're not supposed to give the room back for another week and a half. <laughs> so uh, we we've already given it to them, told them they can schedule it, and they've got started putting people in there. So. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say I'm gonna wrap it with uh, wrap it up with this one. Um, we uh, as I say we actually had a uh, quick one in which um, we renovated a lecture hall and um, we were starting to play around with the voice speakers and everything. It was the first time we had uh, um, put in uh, voice lift speakers in this room, and um, you know the folks installed it in and everything, and they we started uh, you know playing with the DSP. The moment that the voice mic started kicking in, it just started clipping like almost as soon as we started uh, um, talking above normal voice and we're like, what's going on? And we open it up. Oh, the cable, the speaker cable got shredded by the, by the wire mold. All right. That, you know, all right, repull the cable. That'll fix it. You know, I was like, no, that would have shorted it out. All right. So we're playing around and eventually I look at our guys and I said, did you guys set the taps? I kind of looked at me and went, taps. What, what taps? Yeah, they're like, <laughs> what taps? And I went, you, I was like, you guys know this is a 70 volt system, right? They're like, no, we thought it was a uh, regular eight ohm. I went, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it was luckily enough the 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 grills pop off easy enough because they were like magnetic uh, they were magnetic sealed and everything. Um and it was just a couple of quick tweaks uh, tweaks with the tweaker but you know it's just one of those ones where I'm like you know if that's the worst of what happened to me during winter break I'm like I'm I'm doing well. So yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, guys, that's the time we have uh, for this month. Uh, Ernie, where can the folks uh, find you or reach you at? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn most of the time. Mm -hmm. so. All right. Uh, Mr. Tomei, where can they find you at? I'm on LinkedIn, and also my website is TomeiAV.com. It's T-O-M-E-I-A-V.com. All right. Yeah. Uh, as I say, I'm Bill O'Donnell. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at uh, the original OD. Um, so I want to say thanks to everyone, uh, especially thanks to Mr. Ernie Bailey. Thanks to Mr. Mike Tomei. Uh, once again, EdTech is a, is a uh, pot monthly podcast on AV Nation. By all means, check out all the other episodes that we have on AV Nation. Uh, this is currently episode 49. Uh, if you get a chance, also check out, there's, uh, there's the uh, AV Week, there's also Resi Week, and uh, my other personal favorite is uh, State of Control. So once again, thank you guys, and have a good month.